This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Welcome to Thursday's episode. I am recording this quite literally from bed in our hotel. My husband and Milo are at my husband's cousin's place. I'm using just the laptop microphone. So this is my new laptop, but I don't even know where the microphone is on it. So I don't know where I should be directing my voice. I am in the hotel room by myself right now because I got a raging sore stomach at the restaurant that we were just at. And I knew it was going to happen because I was... I had a really good poop in the Frankfurt airport. Yes, we're already talking about poop. I haven't even been recording for a minute, but we're going to talk about poop. So every time I travel, I get constipated. I'm not eating my usual things because one thing about me is that I need to eat almost perfectly. Not perfectly. I shouldn't say that. Like 75% of the things that I eat have to be poop friendly and then it doesn't really matter what I eat like someone messaged me the other day they're like all you do is complain about your stomach but you just keep eating things that bother your stomach and it's like well when I'm at home no I don't I try and actually be super good with regard to what I'm eating but when you travel it's impossible like I can't have my you know big bowl of oatmeal with a ton of berries and flax and nuts and you know for breakfast I forgot my athletic greens on this trip so I don't have that I'm not in my usual routine we've been staying up late and sleeping in like everything just changes when I'm at home if I for the most part am eating things to help my digestion then I'm fine drinking a ton of water and obviously when you travel too like I drink more alcohol than I usually would, which at home I don't drink almost ever. But here, you know, like I had a beer down by the beach. Um, It's just totally different. It's impossible to maintain my digestion when I travel. I knew as soon as I got on the plane, I'm like, okay, probably not going to poop anymore. And then we got to the Frankfurt airport. We flew Toronto to Frankfurt And I got a coffee and they don't have regular just black coffee like we would drink at home. So I just got an Americano, which is Americano, which is basically espresso with hot water. And I drink my coffee black. So I had that and I don't know what it did to me. I had the best poop ever, which was shocking because obviously my body was all messed up. Like I hadn't slept at all hadn't like I ate airplane food you know so that was incredible I was like thank god like I had one last amazing poop in the Frankfurt airport and then never pooped since so that was on Wednesday was it Wednesday or Thursday I don't remember no that would have been Tuesday yeah and then today is Sunday so and what's not help helpful for the situation is that I packed so terribly for this trip. I don't know what the F I was thinking. When I get home, I am going shopping. I'm not even kidding. I'm taking a day. I hate shopping in person. I am taking a day. I'm going to a mall and I am shopping. I'm trying on clothes because I cannot stand 
anything that I brought on this trip. Jean shorts are too tight. Do you know how uncomfortable that is? I have these um, similar to kind of what I'm wearing here, but not because this is like a stretchy, comfy tank top from Skims. But I brought my basic ribbed, they're kind of tight, like, you know, those like body, uh, they're almost like, they're thick, but they're tight, they're stretchy, they're tank tops from Maritzia. I brought two of those because I was trying to build like a capsule wardrobe where I could mix and match things. So I brought a white one and a light brown one. I brought my jeans. I brought two blazers and a jean jacket. Like why? It's 30 freaking degrees here and sunny and humid. What the hell? Did I bring one summery flowy dress? No. I brought one pair of shorts that are like loose on the waist and like baggy. But even those, they're pretty worn but they're comfortable. So I've worn those like a million times. Wore my jean shorts today. Wanted to like jump off the bridge because they're so tight. And when you're constipated and bloated, the last thing you want to do is feel like a sausage in your clothes. It's so uncomfortable. So I've just been wearing like t-shirts and shorts. I wish I was wearing beautiful flowy dresses and cute matching sets outfits like I need a new purse like I'm just so irritated with clothes did not pack properly at all also bloated and constipated so I don't even want to wear the nicer things that I did bring so anywho Saturday I was like screw this I'm gonna take a laxative so my husband went to the pharmacy got it's basically Dulcolax which when I'm super constipated at home and I take Dulcolax, sometimes it doesn't work, which is worse than just not taking it at all because it gets into your system and it's like it wants to make you poop, but it can't. So you just feel that much more bloated and uncomfortable because it's trying to make you poop, if that makes sense. But I was like, whatever, I'm gonna try it. So Saturday night, no, you know what? We went out for dinner on Friday night and I had this ravioli. It was like a lemon ricotta ravioli. It was super oily though. Like I think they just had it in olive oil. Like so it, that might not have been what hurt my stomach. But Friday night I was so bloated. So disgusting. I had one and a half Aperol spritzes and that pasta. And all night because my husband went out with his cousins to like a nightclub. Ooh, so cool. Um, and I was like, yeah, no, I'll stay home uh, with Milo and go to bed and watch Desperate Housewives. But I was went to the toilet like every 20 minutes. I would get a crazy sore stomach like I was going to have diarrhea probably until about 2 in the morning. So from probably 1130 till 2 in the morning, every 20 minutes I was like up and on the toilet. Milo was sleeping. And I kept te texting my husband being like, I'm back on the toilet, <clears throat> but nothing happened. I was like, please just be sick, like have a diarrhea explosion, like please, but nothing happened. The next morning after I had my, in the room, we have an espresso machine. So after I had my coffee, I did have a poop, but it wasn't like, I didn't like clear myself out. So I was like, okay, I'll still plan to take the Dulcolax tonight like Saturday before bed so I ended up doing that 
and wake up, nothing happened. The first thing my husband asked me when we wake up, he's like, did you poop? I'm like, no, I didn't. But then after I had my coffee and like we were getting ready to leave, I pooped. And then we went down to the beach club and I was eating, it was really good. It was like a lemon hummus with some fresh bread and roasted zucchini and roasted peppers. And I was making like little sandwiches. Uh, all of a sudden I felt like I was gonna be so sick. So I grabbed the room key, run up to the room, and I was like, my worst nightmare is that the hotel staff are in our room cleaning it right now because what am I going to do? Like I was going to die. Nobody was in our room, thank God. So I had a raging sore stomach. And that's the thing I hate about laxatives is that it gives you a sore stomach, like raging diarrhea instead of just like pooping, you know? So anywho, since my sister got me hooked on, not hooked on, but suggested that I do the water enema when I'm like severely constipated, like I will never do anything else because it's so much better. You just do it. It's done in 15 minutes. You're empty. There's no like, you know, repercussions or you're not sick for the rest of the day or wondering if you're going to leave the hotel and shit yourself. Like after that diarrhea attack, Milo and I went on a paddleboard and I was like, really hope I don't feel like I'm going to poop myself on the paddleboard because that would be interesting for the people having a nice Aperol spritz at the beach club. So anywho, um, every time I have like a crazy diarrhea sore stomach, I get the unexplained sore stomach that afternoon or that evening. So I'm not surprised that I have a raging sore stomach. The only thing that makes it feel better is if I'm laying flat. So that is why I'm recording this laying flat in my bed. I've talked about this on my Instagram stories and people have mentioned stomach migraines because this only happens if I have a raging diarrhea attack, like sore stomach. And it happens like six to 12 hours later for one or two days. And usually it doesn't come on in the morning. It like it settles in like in the afternoon. So tomorrow afternoon, I'll probably have it again. And then hopefully Tuesday, I don't have it or Wednesday, like hopefully it's done after tomorrow. But yeah, crazy diarrhea attack this morning, went out for dinner. Right after dinner, I, I felt it coming on and I was like, oh my God, oh my God, because it is so freaking painful. And when people say stomach migraines, I'm like, hmm, I wonder if that's what it is. And can that be caused from having a raging diarrhea attack? Like your stomach is having a migraine and nothing helps. Like I could take Pepto-Bismol, Gaviscon, indigestion stuff, nothing, nothing, nothing helps. I have to lay flat for there to be no pain. Otherwise the pain gets so bad that I will throw up everywhere. It's wild. So yeah, I told my husband, go to your cousins, take Milo. Milo has so much fun there. And I will just sit in the room and record Thursday's episode and watch Desperate Housewives. <clears throat> so here we are. Um, our trip has been really good. It is hard to be out of your regular, not, not, it's not so much about the routine, but it's like, being in your home with all your things and what you're used to with regard to food and and that kind of stuff because we're in a hotel room it's really nice it's set up well because Milo has his own little bed area 
But it's still a lot, like, to live out of a suitcase with a child for eight days, you know? So as much as I do love it here and we've been having a good time, I'm looking forward to going home and... <coughs> Sorry, guys. Oh, my God. I just had, like, a snot bubble, like, go up my nose. That was so weird. Um, anyways, <coughs> I'm looking forward to going home and starting to get organized to move because at the beginning, like in the first week of July, we moved to our new house. So looking forward to that. The mover, so we hired movers to actually pack stuff. So I was going to take Milo downtown. We um, booked a hotel for, cause like, with movers coming to pack everything up and, you know, we kind of have to be out of the house, but someone also has to be there to answer questions. So my husband was like, maybe you guys should go to your mom's place. But I was thinking we would get a hotel downtown Toronto and do fun, like downtown Toronto things, maybe go to the CN Tower and things like that. But now that we are on this trip, I'm like kind of sick of staying in a hotel. So we'll probably go to my mom's place. She doesn't know this yet, but it'll be fine. Also, Bubbles is at my mom's house right now. He's not going to want to come home. They spoil him so much, like give him so much love, so much attention. Like Bubbles doesn't get much attention at our house because Milo gets all the attention and like we're busy. Bubbles is getting so much attention. He has no anxiety at my mom's house. Because I feel like he thinks he doesn't have to protect anybody there or like it's not his home to protect. So he literally just lounges on the couch and sleeps and has this life of leisure with zero anxiety. And my mom said they've been walking him three times a day. Like we walk him maybe three times in three weeks. So once a week, maybe. He's living his best life. Shout out to Claritin for supporting this episode of The Mom Room and providing me with samples. You know how a lot of people can't leave the house without a water bottle? It's like their emotional support water bottle. I am the exact same way with facial tissues. And that is because I have such bad allergies, specifically in my sinuses, to the point where I know I'm going to have to blow my nose multiple times in a day, and I cannot be out in public without my emotional support facial tissues. Luckily, for those of us who live with the symptoms of allergies, we can live Claritin Clear with Claritin D. Designed for serious allergy sufferers, Claritin D has two powerful ingredients in just one pill that relieve your allergy symptoms and decongest your nose so that you can breathe better. This double action combination of prescription strength allergy medicine and the best decongestant available relieves sneezing, a runny nose, itchy and watery eyes, an itchy nose and throat, and sinus congestion and pressure with ease. Now I know if I have a big event, maybe I'm going to a concert, going out for dinner... I don't want to be blowing my nose every two seconds. It's very unbecoming. And so I will take Claritin D and enjoy my evening. Ready to live life as if you don't have allergies? It's time to live Claritin Clear. Fast and powerful relief is just a quick trip away. Find Claritin D at the pharmacy counter or ask for Claritin D at your local pharmacy. You don't even need a prescription. Go to Claritin.com right now for a discount so you can live Claritin Clear. Use as directed. 
My husband and I both turn the big four zero next year, and we have been thinking a lot about our long-term health. We want to get smarter about our health, make better choices, but also not feel overwhelmed trying to separate fact from fiction. There is so much information out there, and it can be hard to figure out what applies to you, what is right, and what is wrong. Well, let me introduce you to the Zoe Science and Nutrition Podcast. With the help of world-leading scientists, they help you make smarter health choices every week. Don't just take my word for it. Naomi's Apple Review says, Zoe Science and Nutrition is super easy to consume even if you don't understand the science. With loads of actionable tips, a great mix of guests, and interesting cutting-edge science. You can't go wrong with a weekly podcast where world-leading scientists explain how their own research could improve your health. If you're ready to join millions of others like Naomi transforming their health, then search for Zoe Science and Nutrition wherever you listen to podcasts. This episode is brought to you by Little Spoon. If you're like me, then the bane of your existence is thinking about what to feed your children, prepping food, going to the grocery store, all of the above. Who has the time? We are all so busy, and it's important to incorporate things into our life that keep our life as simple and convenient as possible. Little Spoon is one way to do just that. They deliver fresh, healthy meals and snacks straight to your door that your kid will love at every eating stage they are in. The baby blends are fresh, organic baby food from single ingredients to multi-textured purees to take the stress out of starting solids. They partner with Clean Label Project to test their blends for 400 plus contaminants, including heavy metals, so you know you're getting good stuff. The Biteables are finger food meals that are cut to size to promote easy self-feeding, and they are healthy, balanced, and free of artificial junk. The Little Spoon plates are toddler and big kid meals that are free of junk and they taste amazing. Even the pickiest eaters will love them. Think hidden veggie mac and cheese, chicken nuggets, and adventurous eats like pot stickers, gnocchi, and more. They also offer really fun things like puffs, they have smoothies, lunchers, and snacks. You quite literally never have to think about food again. It's just easy peasy. And did I mention this all comes right to your door? It is so flexible, so easy, and everything stores right in the fridge and freezer. The price is right. The quality is unmatched. You are going to love it and your kids are going to love it. It is just a huge win for your family. Simplify your kids' mealtime with 30% off your first order. Go to littlespoon.com slash momroom and enter our code momroom at checkout to get 30% off your first Little Spoon order. So if we go to my mom's house when the the movers come to pack everything up, then that actually works out well because then we can bring bubbles back home. And then my mom, if her kidney stone is resolved by then, then she can come with us and I think she's going to help us get set up in the new house or at least if we need to do stuff someone is there to entertain Milo because <clears throat> school is over like we get home on Wednesday from this trip Wednesday evening if everything goes to plan and isn't delayed and Thursday is the last day of school so I don't know how we will be with jet lag and all that stuff and also it's difficult to get your child to go to school after they've been away from school for a long time so I don't know how it's gonna go I'm gonna have to try and explain to him like it's your last day of school like you're not gonna see your friends anymore like everyone's gonna be home for the summer 
Uh, I don't know if he'll understand. So we'll see how that goes. I'm not expecting us to be that jet lagged because we've been going to bed really late here. Like I've been going to bed at like 1.32 in the morning and Milo's been going to bed around 11.30 midnight. And then we sleep in till like 10 a.m. So hopefully jet lag isn't too, too bad, but I'm sure we'll have it somewhat. What, what have we done on our trip so far? The first night here, we had the most epic meltdown. I was literally like, someone's going to go to the front desk and complain that someone is like beating their child or something. And all we did was ask him to get dressed. He lost. He did not want to get dressed. And the thing is, like, we have been trying to be, like, if we say no to something, we are holding, how do you, what's that? How do you say, like, we're following through. That's what it is, not holding through. Following through with saying no and not giving in because, he has a hard time being told no. And it's interesting because some things he doesn't, it's not a big deal. Like the other day we were in a store and he's like, mom, mom, can I get this? It was a stuffy of a grasshopper. And I was like, no. And he's like, oh, why not? And I'm like, no, you just like, you have a dino stuffy at the hotel. Like we're not getting any toys today. And it wasn't an issue. He was like, oh, okay. Like didn't care. But sometimes you don't let him do something. For example, we were going for dinner at my husband's cousin's place and he wanted to wear his pajamas. And we were like, you're not wearing pajamas. We're like, you're going to get dressed. And he was like, because he had had a shower and he lost his damn mind naked in the hotel room screaming for probably 45 minutes so we were texting them like, uh, we're going to be late because our child won't get dressed. And my husband and I just sat on the bed and like waited it out. And what Milo does lately when he is upset and like throwing a tantrum is he says fucking like not in in a way that makes sense. He just says like you fucking fucking the other day he was saying like fucking kitty pool. And we're like, what? Like, he'll just say fucking and a word after it to try and make it sound like he's saying something, but it doesn't really make sense. And I'm like, how? Like, he knows that that's a bad word. And we say, like, Milo, don't say that. that like, you're not allowed to say that. But, like, if they just keep doing it, what do you do? And this is always my question for things like that. Like, let's say they're hitting or, you know, Okay, you can say don't do that, but when they are in that level of like emotional chaos, it doesn't matter that you're saying don't do that or you can't say that. They don't care and they will keep doing it. If anything, they do it more so if you're saying not to do it because they're pissed off at you. We literally sat there and I was like, oh my God, like are people hearing a four-year-old screaming fucking over and over from our room like so oh my god and then at the same time you have all these emotions because you're so pissed off that this is happening 
you're going to be late for dinner, like you're irritated at that situation. You're also angry at your child for behaving this way. You're like questioning whether this is like a reflection of you being a shitty parent. You're hoping that nobody is hearing what's going on and then you're going to walk around the hotel with your child and people are going to judge you. Um, And you're also at the same time as you're pissed off at your child and angry, you feel bad for them because they're experiencing this and they're super upset, even though it's over something like, can you friggin' get dressed? So that was our first night. And to be honest, my husband was like, oh my God, this is the first night. Like we were thinking our entire trip was going to be him having these rage tantrums. Knock on wood, it hasn't happened again. And he's been really good. But that was terrifying. I was like, oh my God. My husband looked at me and he was like, we're not going to Disney World. I was like, oh my God. Like what? Don't say that. But it is, it's so frustrating as a parent because like, you know how much money you spend to come here. You know how much effort you put into like making sure your child has everything that they need to try and keep them entertained, keep them happy, like packing their snacks, getting them toys. Like you're trying so hard and it doesn't matter. They're going to have these emotional moments regardless. And that's just difficult, especially when you're not at home and you're in a different country. You're just like, what are you going to do? Okay, let's pack up. We're leaving. Like, no, you can't do shit. So that was um, a good first evening. He loves swimming and we need to get him swimming lessons. I am hoping we can get him swimming lessons this fall. We might have to do private because, to be honest, trying to get into recreation classes for children is like trying to get fucking Super Bowl tickets. Um, And I didn't realize that. Like, in our current um, neighborhood or community, whatever, I had all the information like, oh, okay, you can register for classes on, like, this day. So that day, it's like it opened up at like 8am or 9am or something. So, you know, I like drop my off at school, do some work. And then I'm like, Oh yeah, you can register today. Like I go to log in and everything's taken already. I was like, what? And everyone's like, yeah, you didn't know you have to be like at your computer, like ready to sign up for classes. I was like, Oh Jesus Christ. Like that's crazy. Um, I'm from Sudbury. I don't remember that ever being a thing, but also I've never had a kid in Sudbury. But yeah, I would love to do swimming because he's going to be around water at my parents' place, which makes me nervous. We had him in swimming lessons when he was a baby baby, but then it was COVID. So there was obviously no swimming lessons during that time. And then we just kind of lost track of it and we tried to sign him up there was no spots left so we're going to try and get him in swimming as soon as possible because he loves swimming but I don't think he understands he does because like he has gotten water in his nose and in his mouth you know in the bathtub 
So he gets it, but I don't know if he actually gets it. Because he always thinks, like, he always tells me he's going to just, like, jump in the water. And, like, we were on the paddleboard today and he, like, wanted to just, like, go off the paddleboard. I'm like, uh, no. He had a life jacket on, but even still. So, yeah, swimming lessons, faux show. Oh, my God. What else, guys? Yeah, I'm definitely going shopping. I can't handle it. I need to get my hair done so badly. My roots. The last time I got my hair done, I left in such a rush that I forgot to book my next appointment and I usually book like a few in advance and so my roots started growing out like crazy and I texted my hairdresser I'm like uh do I have an appointment coming up she's like no we didn't book anything I'm like omg so that appointment will be July 12th I think can't come quick enough my like I always go blonde obviously but have you seen what Stassi did to her hair recently she kind of has like a it's not brown I don't know what it is it's like a I don't know it's like a, a darker color with just some like lightness at the ends I might want to try and do something like that so that my roots aren't so obvious so quickly when my hair starts to grow out I also am debating chopping my hair off but then I know how long it takes me to grow my hair out so I'm like ugh, do you really want to do that so yeah, I'm looking forward to getting my hair done. Also, really looking forward to moving because then I can do hot yoga again and I cannot wait. All I want to do is move my freaking body and stretch it in a warm room. I am so obsessed with hot yoga. I was doing it so much before I was pregnant and then during pregnancy, not hot yoga, but just regular yoga. And then once Milo was born, I started doing hot yoga again right away. But then when we moved from Sudbury, there was no hot yoga places where we live. So as soon as I knew we were moving to Guelph, that's like the first thing I looked up. I was like, hot yoga. I'm obsessed. So I can't wait to do that. We're going to live near a farm boy. Like, oh my God, we can Uber Eats food. Oh my God. Uber Eats food. I can't wait. So... Anyways, yeah, part of the reason I need to go shopping too is because I bought all this nice clothes, like these beautiful pants from Maurizia. Like I bought so much clothes after I did the shopping with Charlie. Like she opened my eyes to just things that I should and could be wearing. But now I need a size bigger of everything because I've gained weight. And it's like, of course, I just bought all these like beautiful things and now I can't even wear them comfortably because they're too tight on my stomach so I'm just gonna get bigger sizes of things that I love so stay tuned because I'm so sick of not having stuff to wear not knowing what to wear I also need to figure out like what's my style you know like what's my style do I dress sporty like I've been paying attention to how people dress here and I'm like, what's my style? Like, am I like Charlotte from Sex and the City? Am I like Carrie? Am I like, what is the vibe? Maybe I should go on Pinterest and look at people's style and figure out what I should be. Because right now it's graphic t-shirts and baggy shorts. Like Renee, you're going to be 40. Get your shit together. Oh my god. Anyways, um, I was supposed to record this episode with my husband, but that didn't end up working out, obviously. So, sorry, it just got me 
that's it for me. I'm going to watch Desperate Housewives now and just enjoy my quiet hotel room before Milo gets back and my husband gets back and starts snoring all night. I haven't slept in two nights, so I don't know how people function with a partner that fucking snores. I don't. I have not slept in two nights. There was a couple nights where my husband slept at his cousin's place because they went out late. My husband was going to get me a separate hotel room for tonight. And I was like, oh my God, don't be crazy. Like the hotel rooms here are very expensive. Um, and I was like, honestly, if you got me that hotel room, I would stress so much about like, okay, I better sleep. Like we paid for this hotel room that I wouldn't sleep. So don't bother. Like it's wild. I have to push him literally every it feels like every half hour 45 minutes like get on your fucking side like do not roll onto your back I will chop your head off oh and he still snores when he's on his side but it's way less than when he's on his back so I don't know how people function I don't I just I don't know how people fucking function I can't handle it I'm such a high maintenance sleeper like I need my sound machine I need everything to be perfect and so what I've been doing right now is we have this little audio sound machine um, because I learned a lesson not to bring the actual sound machine um, that we use at home to these like European outlets because I almost started a fire in Prague when I was there by myself for a conference I could smell burning all of a sudden. I was like, what the fuck? And I had to bring it to the sink and like run it underwater. So now we just bring the little audio version. But yeah, I put it full blast right next to my head. And I think that is also keeping me up because it's not like a soothing sound anymore. It's like fucking dramatic and so loud. Oh my God, I can't stand it. Anyways, <clears throat> that's it for me. Um, thank you guys so much for listening. And if you don't already follow us on Instagram at the mom room podcast, we are doing fun stuff there. And, uh, yeah, I hope everybody has a lovely summer and well, not that I'm going away for the summer, but you know, it's almost summertime. Kids are out of school. Oh my God. I don't know what I'm going to do, but fuck. I think I'll go to my mom's for a month and then maybe my mother-in-law can come for a month. Anyways, thanks for listening, guys. Bye. I wish I knew how they say bye here, but I don't. I was going to say ciao, but I'm not in freaking Italy. Okay, bye. Are you looking for a podcast that'll make you laugh? You came to the wrong place. That's not us. That's not us. <laughs> well, it is. We are a husband and wife who chat about raw, real relationship yeah, topics. like sex. Like money. Like marriage and kids. But we're not afraid to talk about how your newborn baby probably isn't as cute as you think it is. If you're in need of entertainment while you're driving to work, because that sucks, we can join you in the suckage, kind of like being in your ear. Not physically. So if you want to laugh, come check us come out. Come check us out. Brought to you by the Laughing Couple Podcast. Ha <laughs> ha!